The world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, mother... I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show, Breakfast Club, bitches. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Back to the work week. Listen, man, Cardi B is the energy that I'm on this morning. Why is that? Because I was looking at the Jasmine brand and I saw a post that they posted from Cardi B, and I guess people was getting at her about. The Lambo she bought. Why? Because she wanted to prove that she actually went and paid cash for it and it wasn't a lease, so she posted her Wells Fargo statement. She did? So it shows the withdrawal oh of over a half a million dollars. But right under the withdrawal is a purchase at Waffle House for $64. Drop one of the clues That's funny. for Cardi B. I, ain't, no, no, I ain't see that. Shout out to right. Cardi, man. If, if, if Charlamagne, if you what? don't know, see, her and Offset uh, purchased two Lambos over the weekend. Hers was convertible, his was hard top. Husband was about five hundred thousand. His, I think, was about three eighty. But congratulations! I just to him, like man. to see the high low. I just like to see the high high low budgeting going on in Cardi's life. <laughs> hey. okay? The withdrawal for a half a million dollar Lambo, but you still at Waffle House getting sixty four dollars. That that's a meal for a few people, by the way. Absolutely, few people ate. A Waffle House for sixty four dollars. Oh, hundred percent. What? My Are you goodness. crazy? Well, uh, shout out to everybody that came out. Of course, uh, every couple of months, me and my wife do a live podcast, and we did it this uh, weekend at Sony Hall. Great turnout, sold out. We had a great time. And then after that, you know what I did? What I got to get into more of? Video gaming. Now, <laughs> man, grow up. No, all right. Now, over the weekend, they had this huge video game uh, event. It was at the Barclays Center. First of all, they sold 22,000 tickets for people to watch people play video games. Sold out. 22,000. And you know how much the winner won? Uh, half a million? 1.4 million. Wow. Okay. 1.4 nice. million. The video game That's industry a nice is a price. huge industry, but you 40-something years old. No need for you to get jump in the game now. I just said don't I want to play. Don't jump in the game in the ninth inning. I don't want to. I don't think he's trying to win the prize. I don't want to play. I want to invest in it. I want to start putting money behind the scenes. Oh, you want to throw a video game tournament? So we just going to let you invest in something that been moving and booming, huh? Yeah, I'm going to try. I beat it. I'm going to try. You know what? <laughs> right, this ain't Detroit. The funny, thing right. is, the funny thing is I was playing music because I had the DJ. And shout out to Khaled. He, he was uh, performing as well. They didn't care about no damn music. Like, the music was mad low. Nobody cared. All they wanted to know was about the video games. It was London versus Philly. Let me listen to what you just said. London got, smashed Philly. They got London versus Philly at the Barclays, over 20,000 people. You DJing, Cali performing. They, they don't care. need you to invest, sir. They don't care. I'm, I'm gonna try. I got to get in somehow. I got to get my toe in there somehow. Good. That's too much money, boy. They, they got, I got to get my toe in there somehow. Well, I spent all day Friday in the airport, about six and a half hours, and then my flight got canceled. I was supposed to be in Charlotte for this women's conference. Then you fly Delta? Yeah, it was canceled. You ain't call it Delta Connect? It doesn't matter. The flights were all canceled oh, she out get, of every single airport. She get you out now. No, no one was getting out. There were no flights leaving. She did period. some miracles before. Why was the weather was the weather bad or something? Yeah, there was like some thun- a wall of thunderstorms, I guess, around New York area. Mm. So no flights were leaving. So the airport was a mess. There was nothing you could do about it. Um, and then the next morning, everything was sold out. So I couldn't leave. I had to be there at 10 a.m. for this conference. So did you make it? I, I Nope. I ended up going to L.A. Instead. So you just said, 
forget North Carolina. I mean, Carolina. I couldn't make it. I was going to go to L.A. There was no way to go. There was no flight. So what you do in L.A. for a day? I went for the Duce Day Party. I ended oh. up doing an event there that I was supposed to leave from Charlotte and go to. So that was my weekend. A lot of air, airport, airplane activity. Airport yeah, shenanigans. I'll be having mad people be hitting, they hitting me from L.A. Like, yo, yeah, at this day party. I'm like, so? Why, why do I care? Like, it was a, it was a surprise pop-up. Everybody was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like six people hitting me like, yo, you here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Tell us what's up. I'll see you on Monday. <laughs> My goodness. Well, let's get the show cracking. Now we got some special guests joining us this morning. Marlon Wayans, he'll be joining us. Uh, by the way, these are Breakfast Club regulars. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, two Breakfast Club regulars will be here this morning. Marlon I always Wayans. love when Marlon Wayans comes on here. He has great energy. Yes, Marlon is one. And who's the other one? Nori. N-O-R-E. Oh, my gosh. He has that an album goes without saying. 5E. Make sure you get that. So we'll talk to Nori and Marlon Wayans this morning. And we got front page news. What are we talking about? Let's talk about Dak Prescott. All you Cowboys fans, let's hear what he has to say about the national anthem. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Start off with a little sports. Let's talk about Charlamagne's Cowboys. Now, what's going on with Dak Prescott? Yes, Dak Prescott, the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, said during a press conference he's not going to kneel during the national anthem, and he does not believe in that approach to dealing with racial injustice for himself. Here's what he said. No, I never protest. I never protest during the anthem, and I don't think that's the time or the venue to do so. Uh, the game of football has always brought me such a peace, and I think it does the same for a lot of people. A lot of people playing the game, a lot of people watching the game, a lot of people that have any impact of the game. So when you bring such a controversy to the stadium, to the field, to the game, uh, it takes away. It takes away from that. It takes away from the joy and to the, the love that football brings a lot of people. And so for me, I'm all about making a change, making a difference. I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, uh, but Dak Prescott, you got to shut the F up forever. Like, that was you, lame. You can't say you all about making change and making a difference, but you won't even take a knee for change, okay? They are taking away your constitutional right to protest. And I would never understand people who go against their own interests. You're taking a knee for the injustice that people who look just like you face in this country at the hands of the police. Absolutely. Now, so all lame. the Dallas players are supposed to now stand for the national anthem. They can't even stay in the locker room. They first had that option, right, to stay in the locker room. Now that's not on the table? I mean, listen, it, it, like I said, like they're taking away their constitutional right to protest. How do you feel as a Cowboy fan? Does that still make you a Cowboy uh, fan with that organization like that? I mean, I'm still a fan of the team, but I mean, I'm not watching the NFL this season anyway, though, because of the fact that a lot of owners are making their players have to stand for the national anthem. Like, And my thing with Dak Prescott, too, even if you have other methods that you want to implement to protest against police brutality, don't speak out against the kneeling. Just shut the F up. You know what I'm saying? Just say if people want to kneel, they have the right to kneel. Like, don't speak out against it. All right. What else are we talking about, yeah? Uh Now, let's discuss three people dead, at least three people dead, and seven people injured in a shooting that happened in New Orleans. They are still looking for two suspects accused of killing those three people and injuring the others. They say it was two men wearing hoodies who fired a rifle and a handgun into a crowd. This was Saturday night outside of a business, a daiquiri shop three miles away from the French Quarter. So they are still looking for that person. They said two men and a woman died at the scene. Uh, apparently with one of the per- with one of the people who were killed, they said they stood over him and fired several uh, shots into that one person. So they feel like this was a targeted incident when they started firing into the crowd. Now, the mayor, Latoya Cantrell, has said there's no place in New Orleans for this kind of violence. I speak for everyone in our city when I say we are disgusted, we are infuriated, and we have had more than enough. 
Mm-mm. Now, in another situation, a man has been arrested, Daniel Drayton from New Haven, Connecticut, with the killing of a woman in Queens, New York. Now, he's on a bi-coastal crime spree. Thank goodness they finally caught him in California. It involved murder, rape, and he held a woman captive. He would use dating websites to connect with some of his alleged victims, according to police. They haven't said in particular what sites, but they said that he had used multiple websites. And they're asking any other possible victims to come forward and share whatever information they have. But he was arrested this week in California. California, authorities said that he was sexually assaulting and attempting to kill another woman that he was allegedly holding against her will after they went on a date. So they were trying to locate him. They discovered him, and that's when they found the other victim. So what are they doing with him now? He's in jail. He's, he's up, locked being up held right in $1.25 million bill. He's oh, he's done. facing a maximum of 23 years to life oh, he's in a black dude. if he's found guilty. Yes, he's black. Oh, yeah. They're going to burn him at the stake. It's a wrap. He's being charged from, with attempted murder, forcible rape, false imprisonment by violence, and sexual penetration by a foreign object. You're not supposed to feel sorry for him? Nope. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up. Maybe you had a bad weekend or a horrible morning or... Maybe you just want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it, pick up the mother, mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Oh, my God. This is Shalei Foster. Happy Monday. Good morning. Happy Monday, Mama. Good morning. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I never thought I would get on the radio, but I have a few things to say. Charlamagne, Uncle Sharla, I met you in 2013 at Penn State when you came to host for our Showtime at the Apollo. Oh, my and God. I remember. <laughs> I know, I know, right? I just remember your bodyguard kept saying, I need you to give me some coochie and some chicken wings because we served Whoa. some dumb stuff for a whole bunch of black people. But whatever, you were so nice. <laughs> I mean, I, I have no, I have no, uh, I have no control over what uh, somebody who said they were my bodyguard said. It didn't bother me, but you were so nice. We took a picture. I really appreciate you. And DJ Evie, you are such a nice person too. I met you in like December at the uh, Atlanta airport, and my- I was like, oh my god, DJ Evie. I took a picture with you, and I was like, here we go. What did, what did Evie's bodyguard ask for? Oh, yeah, yeah, well, my bodyguard didn't say <laughs> nothing to you, right? Stop it. No, no, you didn't have a bodyguard, actually, which was pretty cool. But, no, I didn't see anybody. Maybe they were on the low. All right, cool. I don't have a bodyguard. I don't know. And, and Angela, I've never met you, but hopefully fate will bring our paths together. But I called to say, you know, some positive things and some negative things to start. I just resigned from my job last week, and I got a doctorate degree in physical therapy, and I felt like they were not giving me what I had asked for in the beginning. And I felt like I was selling myself short. So okay. I called to say something positive, like... Everybody, you know, if you feel like you're worth more and they're not giving it to you or they're telling you that they're going to give you what you're asking for and nobody's responding to you when you're sending emails that, hey, maybe you got to take things into your own hands. That's why I bought myself some Beyonce tickets because I've been calling you all night. <laughs> Nobody answered for me. I paid $800 for them tickets. I'm still in the building. Wow. I ain't going to but that, that, that money could have went to them student loans. You still owe Penn State. That's all right. Go That's enjoy good. yourself, Experi- mama. Experiences are great. You're <laughs> going to have go. so much fun. You'll remember it forever. All right. Enjoy, mama. Enjoy, baby. Thank and them, you. Them student have loans, a great week, guys. Them, them student loans gaining interest. Oh, no. <laughs> What's up, man? Get it off your chest, bro. Man, I want to talk about that Prescott. Go ahead, Me bro. Personally, I do kind of agree with him about not kneeling. You know, I had family that were in the military and stuff, and I understand what Charlamagne is talking about, like, 
you know, with the police brutality, how young people are getting beat up by cops and by killed, killed by cops. Yeah, you know, and, and it's not fair. And it's not fair. That's, that's somebody's child, you know. That's somebody's daughter, you know. But in all reality, I don't think they should bring politics into sports. It should be your own personal decision, though, whether or not you decide what you want to do. I can't tell everybody they have to, but if people choose to, they should be allowed to. And and, and what I don't understand is maybe you can explain it. If they said it's not about the veterans, it's not about the people that serve in the military, and they made it clear that's not what it's about, why are people saying that Colin Kaepernick spoke to a military veteran on what would be the proper way to protest, and the military veteran told him kneeling. That's why he took a knee in the first place. Okay, see, I didn't, I didn't know about that knowledge. Well, that's, that's, right. that's why reading is fundamental, sir. I didn't know about that sir. knowledge, but no, I do understand and everything. I, I'm against all that police brutality and stuff. I Hopefully. Don't, I think police should be more lingering on people and watch out. And there's, all they're worried about is the next person going to shoot them, and they're trained to shoot and kill. One thing, one thing's for sure, two things for certain. People will always be mad about them NFL players taking a knee. They're more mad at that than they are the police actually killing unarmed black men in this country. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Tasha. Yes. Why are you mad this morning, Mama? Because Domino's has called the police on me twice for no reason at all. <laughs> right. Wait, the pizza, pizza delivery place? Yes, I called. I ordered a pizza. The, the manager says that I stole the pizza and I had what? delivery. The police surrounded my house for a box of pizza. Surrounded your house for pizza? Then the second time I got delivery again, he sent old food to my house. When I went to return the pizza, he called the police again. And they said he said that I threw the box of pizza at him this time. Oh, my goodness. Did you record it? Yes, I did. I have I have two police reports. I tried to contact a corporate office and everything. They the police told me that Domino can discriminate for whatever reason they want. Why you ain't put it on YouTube? I mean, I tried. I tried reaching out to several times to them with this, and I no response. This and sounds very traumatizing. Say, sounds to me like you need to start ordering from Pizza Hut. Oh my goodness. And I would expect this kind of behavior from Papa John's. This racist behavior, but not Domino's. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm disgusted. sorry, Mama. Thank you. All righty. Try pizza. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Corey, man. How y'all doing, man? Corey, man. What's going on, brother? Man, I'm down here in Florida, man. I'm in St. Petersburg, Florida, and I heard y'all talking the other day about the uh, the Clearwater shooting. And what it, what it done did down here, you know, we protesting down here. We doing our thing, but we are from the a lot of uh, feedback that's coming from the media is getting these white people down here uproar. So now, that's why I was trying to tell the lady, I want to let Charlamagne know, man, listen, even though that you're speaking the truth and how you really feel, you got a lot of viewers that actually follow behind you. And when you're telling them to stand up and do this type of stuff to these people, these people's going to do this, and it's going to make it harder for the people who's trying to do it the right way. Who are you, what are you talking about? When did I tell somebody to be violent? Last week, last week, where uh, they said something about Black dude got followed home. Right, and, to uh, his driveway. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and y'all, you said, one of y'all said, I would just slap the shit out of him and say, I understand you and I feel you. Well, so I, I or, 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 or my brother, context, context is key. I didn't just say slap the hell out of him. I said if they follow you to your house. Exactly. That's exactly. the difference. Now, don't you think Don't you think everybody in the world would want to do something like that, but everybody in the world, especially in Florida, 
cannot carry no gun. What you mean? Y'all got to stay in your ground law. If somebody threatens you on your property, and on your property, you absolutely can stay in your ground in Florida. What are you talking not about? If you, not if you have, if not if you have a criminal background. I'm just asking, what would you do if that was you? If somebody a white dude followed? Tell you the truth, the guy on this truth. I'm talking about because I'm, I'm, I'm rugged. So me, I would have been stopped him before he even got her on me. When I would have, when 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 he would have pulled behind me, when he said I crossed the front of him, I would have rolled right up in the gas station somewhere very lit, and I would have jumped out my car and asked him what his problem is. But I got to have witnesses <laughs> because if I slap him and ain't nobody there to see this, either way you look at it, I'm going to jail. Got the police that I hear don't want to hear that. Not if they're on your property. If they're on your property, they're going to have some letting there. I understand. Listen, man, I feel, I'm, I'm in scared. Florida. I'm in here right now. I don't I don't go to the, the big hilltons. I'm talking about the hood. We feel you. Well, 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 well be safe out there, brother. Well, so, and he's talking about the situation with Charles A. Lovett. And fortunately for him, he filmed the man who was following him because uh, the man claimed to cut him off. But uh, fortunately, he filmed it. It went viral. And that man is losing a lot of business and a lot of work. And nobody had to slap anybody in that case. Well, guys and gals, I just want to tell you all this. It's National Cheesecake Day. So everybody go get them a nice slice of cheesecake. Maybe add some strawberry to it. You know what I'm saying? What does, what does that have to do with anything? Just trying to bring... They just want everybody to have a nice day. Smile. Smile, All bitch. Right. All right. Well, all right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. You be got rumors on the way? Yes, LeBron James. It's a big, big, big day for him. And we'll tell you what's going on that he's so excited about. Also, the game. He's got a million dollars. Find out who's paying him a million dollars and for what. All right. We'll get into all that and more. Keep it locked. And Marlon Wayans will be joining us next hour. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I don't think I'm tired of it yet, either. Uh, it's just a good record. It's a cool record. It's a great record. It sounds like the fan is blowing. You know, y'all didn't grow up on fans. You grew up a fan? Yeah. Okay. You know, Big metal fan. You can't you know, stick your finger in it. No, I grew up with putting the fan in the window of the trailer. You know how you put the fan in the window of the mobile home? Oh, and no. you just sit in front of the fan? We did that a little bit. That yeah. wasn't a big metal fan, though. That song, this song feels like that. Okay. Soothing. A, fan, a, sure a, a fan in the window of a mobile home on a hot summer day. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Vin Rames. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has well, Vinger Rames has been doing the rounds, Mission Impossible, and he talked about a situation where he was held at gunpoint in his own house. Can you imagine something like this happening when you're sitting at home in your basketball shorts, just thinking you're chilling, and the cops come, cops come guns drawn on you? Vinger well, Rames got some big-ass basketball shorts. How you know you had on basketball shorts? Here's what he had to say. Well, that's what he said he had on. Wow. Here's I what he had to say. in my back on the Clay Kane show on Sirius XM. I hear noise in my backyard and you know, but I'm thinking the puppies are just running around or what have you. And then I get a, a knock on the front door. And so I get up, I open the door, there's a red dot pointed at my face from a nine millimeter. There was a police officer with a nine millimeter pointed at me, one police officer behind him, and two, I believe it was the left of me, was the captain of police. I get out, they recognize me. This lets me know two things. He lives in a really, really, really uh, white neighborhood, number one. And didn't the lady say he broke? She saw, she saw somebody was breaking in? Well, yeah. this is so. Let me finish telling you what happened. Now, the officer said a woman who lived across the street called to say a large black man was breaking into the house. So they actually went and asked the neighbor, and here's what happened. And the guy, you know, says it was a mistake. They apologized, what have you. But my, my problem was, and then I said, well, why are you doing this? He said to me, a woman called 911 
said a large black man was breaking into the house. They left the address of the woman who called. Myself, the sergeant, I think one other police officer went over to that house, which was across the street, and the person denied it. Embarrassing. Wow. Okay, you called the police on a man in his own home. I'd love to know how long he was living in that neighborhood. Well, the, question. the police did confirm that the incident did happen back in 2016, and they said officers sometimes have their weapons drawn in suspected burglaries because they can get violent. So Yeah, I would love to know how long he's been living in that neighborhood, and mm-hmm. I would love to know what she saw. She saw him going home. You know what I'm saying, but what, what, <laughs> oh. what was he, I don't know, did he forget his keys and was climbing through a window? Like, what, 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 what did she call breaking and entering is what I want to know. A black man living in a neighborhood. All right, now let's do some great news. LeBron James, today is a huge day for him. He's opening up a school, the I Promise School. He's been working on this for quite some time. And the school is going to start with uh, two grades, third and fourth, and then they're going to expand in the coming years. Now, he posted yesterday the jitters before the first day of school are real right now. Tomorrow is going to be one of the greatest moments, if not the greatest of my life, when we open the I Promise School. This skinny kid from Akron who missed 83 days of school in the fourth grade had big dreams for the kids in Akron to give them everything they could find to need to find their passion, get back to our community, and change the world. This school is that. Trouble to clues bonds for LeBron James. That is dope. Here's, that what is LeBron, dope. here's what LeBron had to say about his new school opening today. What it means to open up a school and how excited I am about the, this possibility for me to be able to be in my hometown and be able to open up a school and to know who's going to benefit from it. And, and for me to be in a position uh, where I have the resources, um, I have the finance, and I have the city around me, why not? And um, I'm tired of people conflating two issues. Like, they're using things like just to say he's better than Michael Jordan. No, he's a better man than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's still a better basketball player on that court. Okay. Well, the school, the I I Promise School has a longer school day, a longer school year. There's going to be more than 40 staff members that will try to accelerate the development of children who qualify for the program. If you see the pictures that he posted, too, on Instagram, the school looks amazing. It looks amazing. And if we debate them Mm. on the court, that's fine. But just keep it basketball. Yeah. Don't start talking about LeBron's opening schools and stuff like that. That has nothing to do with nothing. That's like debating rappers and you bringing in all the things they do and their personal outside life. of the microphone. Right. No. On that court. All right. Well, he's going to have a news conference also, and he'll publicly discuss his decision to sign with the Lakers as well when he does that. He so. still got to tell people why he did that? Yeah, people want to know. That's his people business. are invested into these players. Absolutely. Mm. All right, the game. He did a million-dollar fashion deal with, a million-dollar deal with Fashion Nova, if you guys are wondering why he's been wearing so much Fashion Nova lately. Now, he posted about it, and he said, at first he was like, F no, I'm not wearing that. That's for girls. But he said, I didn't care how much they were trying to pay me. Then he said, no, nah, they got a men's line. Just let me put together some looks for you and bring them to you. And that's when he said he really liked it. He said, this is actually fly as F. So he did the deal for a million dollars with Fashion Nova, and he's going to keep on posting for Fashion Nova men. Yeah, and if you got to pay Viacom their legal fees back, you might as well let Fashion Nova pay for it. <laughs> now with Viacom, the legal bill is about $36,000. So he it. got sued for that, yes. He actually lost... Uh, he, won- he lost a, a lawsuit against um, Viacom. The original lawsuit was the game sued them for bringing a woman with a criminal background to join the cast for his VH1 dating show. She got gained. That woman was Priscilla Rainey. She later on accused the game of sexual assault. She won a $7 million lawsuit against him. And then the game sued for the $7 million and an additional $20 million for damages and negligence. But that case was dismissed. So now Viacom wants him to pay legal fees. So he's still got to pay that $7 million? Yeah, he has to pay Woo. her. Oh, a little small portion of the uh, Fashion Nova check will go to Viacom. We'll figure out the $7 million later. How do you know when somebody's wearing Fashion Nova? 
They don't got no logo or nothing, do they? No. No, he posts. Well, I mean, I guess uh-uh. people tag it so that you know where to get it. Are you wearing Fashion Nova now? No. Oh. Are you wearing Fashion Nova now? No. If you have um, Revolt, you can see the Fashion Nova outfits. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor reports. They make jeans, too? Yes. Oh, you want some? No, I just... <laughs> Yo, you're asking a lot of questions over there. I'm just asking. All right, when we come back, Marlon Wayans will be joining us. So we'll kick it with Marlon when we move. Don't when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I never knew how to do that. Stuff. Yeah, I never... I, I don't want nobody kicking my balls all over the place. <laughs> yeah, babe. Here you, go. you hear this? On your balls, I'm mad. Well, if you just joined us, uh, Marlon Wayans is talking about getting his Yes. <laughs> you might want to put that in some context. <laughs> if you hear this, no, <laughs> no, because she was talking about she's gonna have a dominatrix on her her little dirty show. Lip service. Lip service. Yeah, that's nasty little show. Marlon Wayans was on lip service. Uh, on giant giant talk, and so uh, <laughs> so she's talking about having a dominatrix. I I, I had some questions because I I don't know about somebody like kicking me in my gonads like but that's and me not being all like ooh yeah. But I see the videos and like the white guys is like oh mash my mash my around and I'm just like yo if you step on my meat I'm gonna be mad like I'm not paying you like, but you might like it though you might you be like dang I, now I see why they into this but there's certain things I got, I'm never gonna know about like yeah. people go oh you know what guys have a g-spot they ass. Yes, they do. And I'm like, you and know what? That's sad. I'm month. never going to feel that. Next month is <laughs> annual awareness month. I'm never going to see. I'm never going to feel that. Well, I'll tell you this. I've had one experience where I had a dominatrix on the show once, and she bought... I, you, I had some my ass. Let's, no, okay, no. let's talk, Angie. She bought a guy with let's her. Talk. She bought a... Well, they call them slaves. She bought a slave with her, right? There's a white guy, and his d- was like the smallest thing I've ever seen. And <laughs> so he got d- d- in the studio with him. Little, 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 when your d- is little, you don't care. But she kept you don't care. She when they call you slave, him. I am a slave. I was born with a little d- <laughs> Beat me. I'm worthless. Yes, you are. She you took l- a stick, and she was just hitting his balls with the stick, and he was screaming. And then she tied it in a no- his d- in a noose. And then it got all swollen and like nasty looking. All but this he on loved air? it and he paid for it. Yeah, I actually have video. Look at look at look at all of look at look at the face right here. Mm-hmm. All none, nah, nah, that's not for and black people. And she actually got into it because look, a guy hired. We've been, been through enough. We've been through enough. That's white privilege. They they need that type of. <laughs> sh- We've been through enough. I don't want to ever see a whip. I don't want to see a chain. I don't want to be beaten. I don't want my my, my my. I had ancestors in nooses. Why am I gonna put my d- in a noose? That's yeah. a good point. The white people that went through slavery, they probably wouldn't be yeah. in all that. Yeah. Like, no, said, don't touch. Don't you touch me. It's men that are used to being like in power, so they like to not have any power and be like abused. I guess. Yeah, I, I like just light some candles, make some slow <laughs> love, and every now and then get get on all fours. This How might be that? a good episode of, uh, for Marlon. Cause this sounds like the Me Too episode of Marlon. <laughs> the Time's Up episode of Marlon. <laughs> this sounds like the Me Too. You guys haven't explored that yet on the show. <laughs> that me and her are exploring that, but we ain't having sex on the show. I know, that, but this is not having sex because the dominatrix doesn't have sex. So you get, what do they do? So what are they paying for? Just to no be beat? No, actually part of them being able to be a dominatrix is they don't have sex with their servants. So, I don't like this game. <laughs> hey, you, lost, you lost me right yeah, there. Yeah, they just do other you things. Kick, like kick my, you don't kick my b****s <laughs> around. <laughs> Ain't going to give me nothing. Like, you think you could have some after that? Yep. Yeah, I, I, I take all that <laughs> pain for that. Two times up yeah. <laughs> well, I hear them coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, though, because on the show, Marlon, you guys don't have a relationship, but then you guys are in counseling to cu- couples. Counseling yeah, because to- we want get to a, get along. Right. You know, I, I, it's funny because, like, um, I, I think it's important to get along. Like, me and Ange actually get along better now because, mm-hmm. 
we we ain't doing it. Is this show and, and every you? now and then I'd be like, no, we because we're always good. I use episodes that happen in our real life and I put it on the show. And I'd be like, and every now and then like we get to this point where I'm just like, I love you, and she's like, I love you, and I'm like, you want to do it? And she goes, maybe. And I go, let me ask you, are you gonna act crazy afterwards? She said, yup. I said, yeah. You hold that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's don't, I don't like the crazy ants. I like the happy ants. But I guess without sex, though, then you got to focus on the other things in life, like the, actually conversation. The and friendship, friendship. The conversation. Yeah. The kids. Like, we don't have these arguments about the kids. It's just like, we go, what's the solution? When you're doing it, you're the problem. When you're not doing it, the problem is the problem. And then we together work toward the solution. I'm not that guy. Like, sometimes when you're with a girl and you're in a relationship, you, when you become her boyfriend, you're that guy. Mm -hmm. All the stuff that I've been through in my life, you're the guy that's going to heal it. All my daddy issues, you're that guy. All my brother issues, you're that guy. My first love, you're that guy. The minute you stop becoming that guy and you're just her friend, you see a woman from a different angle and it's just like, yo, it's beautiful and you can't wait for another to go be with her so he could be that guy. You say mm. that, but then when she was dating, you did have issues. Oh, I'm never going to be happy about that. That's black ego now. <laughs> <laughs> let's be real about I this. Wait, you know, I don't want to know about it. Let's be real about that. But, you know, I, I just think at the end of the day, you know, we have to heal ourselves, and we can't put it on other people to heal you. You know, that guy can only be healed by you becoming that girl. Everything you've been through in your life is supposed to happen for you to resolve it, for you to be a better person. And, you know, when I, when you forgive, it makes you great. Yeah, people don't even be realizing they damaged, though, so they can't even go heal themselves. We are all damaged. 100%. And you know why? Because damaged people have raised damaged 100%. people. And we all got our issues, and, you know, nobody perfect, but, you know, therapy is good. I do Prayer it. is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I do that, too. Isn't therapy awesome? Hell yeah. Because you really get to sit there and not the therapist don't help you. <laughs> he just goes, so what do you think about you? That's it. Mother <laughs> I paid you two fifty dollars hour. I want the cliff notes to my pain. But then what happens is you talk enough and you start going, oh. You figure it out. That's why I, I'm like this with women. That's why I like having my own space because I grew up in a house with 10 kids and I don't want a roommate. It's not about me not wanting somebody. You know, I just want my own space. Mm -hmm. So it has nothing even to do with another woman. It's the fact that I grew up in this little house with 10 people telling me what to do and I just like to live alone. I live alone in my 7,000 square foot house and I just walk around sometime in that little bummy place and I just go to every room and I just go, ah, it's nice to be alone. <laughs> like, ain't nothing to rob at my house. I'm sorry. I ain't like Takashi and these dudes. Hey, you come to my house, which, you want an Apple Watch? <laughs> Take it. They, you, you may want to turn the location off, sir. I, I ain't got nothing. But see, you different, though. They'll hold you for ransom and call Keenan, call Damon, call and, Sean. And, and they'll, they'll get this. They'll go, Damon go, well, that's one less guy I got to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> Keenan, they don't want to make call. Keenan, Keenan, the action star. Keenan coming looking like low down dirty shit. No. Put my mother down before I drop you like a pack of cools. All right, we got more with Marlon Wins when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Marlon Wayans is in the building. Charlamagne? Why are you always working, man? Because uh, he yeah, loves you, it. You literally I, was just because here promoting I, the, the TV <laughs> show. He was just here. Season was just here. Before that, you was just here promoting the I, I'm movie. I'm trying to get this fourth seat on The Breakfast Club. Now, now no, you're back uh, here. Yeah, 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 
I just got to do the work. People ask, why you work so hard? Because I'm preparing for something greater. I'm I'm preparing for superstardom. So I don't sleep on the weekends because I'm working on the weekends. Because then when I'm doing a movie and I got to do a a play like an amphitheater somewhere or a weekend where I'm playing like a a stadium and another stadium and I got to go back to the movie set and work, that's what I do anyway. I'm glad to do one show or two shows at these stadiums because instead of doing nine shows during the weekend and then going back to work, it makes it easier when you just do the work. Do you feel like you're good? When stand up? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like the matrix is happening. I see it because now I'm starting to get more personal. I, I look, I got the skill set. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm physical. I'm funny. I got a good point of view. I'm fearless. Um, and now I'm starting to talk about real things like my life, mm-hmm. like my pain, like my family, like, and those are the layers of the onion. So I feel like I'm getting better. The first special I feel like I did because I just want people to go, yo. This is where I'm at after doing seven years of stand-up. Mm-hmm. I'm funny. I know how to tell a joke. Here's what's happening in the world. I'm going to talk about it. And then I left it on uh, talking about my kids, which was like, yo, and that's personal. Mm-hmm. And now I'm picking up where that left off, and I'm getting more personal. And then after this one, I get more personal and more personal. And at the point where I can't find no more funny, I start from scratch, and I go, what's funny about the world, and then rediscover myself. Are you fearful of people taping your show and then... Putting it online and you can't. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So how, how do you get how do you get around that? If my career is gonna blow up, please let it be on some stupid shit that I release myself. When I'm in a comedy club, and especially sometimes they're not even paying you. You're just going up and you're working like, yo, I'm just gonna. This thought was in my head. It's not refined. Right. Everything I say isn't gonna be politically correct mm-hmm. straight out my mouth. Sometimes. I just, here's what I feel about this. And nowadays, you can't feel a certain type of way because then your job is gone. Mm-hmm. Like, funny is going to go away. Movies, theaters, and funny are two things that are going to go away if we don't do something now to stop it. You got to be able to have a point of view. I'm going to say up front, listen, I'm going to say some stupid sooner or later. And I have to say stupid If I don't say stupid I can't get to the good shit. Mm-hmm. So if people want to you know, crucify me for a stupid thought that I had that was unrefined, that's cool, because I'm going to make that 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 worst joke my best joke, and I'm going to get a stand ovation on that joke, and that's the joke I'm going to be known for, because you judgmental ass try to make me feel like I can't go into this dark cave and go in there and get jokes. That's my job, to go in dark places. I got to talk about dark things. I got to talk about Me Too's. I got to mm-hmm. talk about um, the, the things that everybody goes, there's nothing funny in that. Sure there is. This funny and everything. Religion. You know, you go to stand-up comedy and you see comedians talking about how they were molested as a child. And here's what's funny about it. And you go, yo, that's amazing that you had the, the balls to go up and talk about that experience. And there's so many people out there that are going through that or have been through that, that because you had the balls or the courage to go explore yourself an experience or a topic that you're making other people laugh and heal from their experience. So I think as comedians, you know, the world can say what they want, but freedom of speech is something that we all have and we should apply. And I'm not going to be perfect, but I'm going to try my best not to say no stupid shit. Right. Roseanne got me thinking, boy. Yeah, I was like, does. ooh. <laughs> they canceled her like she was a black show. I said, oh, ooh. And now before I tweet, I go, would Roseanne say something like man, this? Man, I'm gonna tell you something. What would Roseanne do? You know what do? I just should do? Delete your Twitter. <laughs> really? Just clean it out, man. I, I just don't go in no more. 
No, I'm talking about the old stuff. You know, it's the they using the old stuff against you nowadays. How you use old stuff? <laughs> I don't know. They don't they don't expect people to grow. It's and evolve. a new world order. It's like yeah. look, people do grow and evolve. You can't get mad at me about something I said back then. First, it's out of context. You don't know the situation. And then with comedians, you really don't know because when you like say something to a comedian, it's like something clicks and just goes okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill your whole family. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> I gotta bomb your whole tribe. I gotta hit your whole race in order just to get you out that cave. It's like that's what happens when you're on a stage, like, and somebody, or even when you're on Twitter and someone says something, you like, you said what? You ain't thinking. You just thinking I'm gonna destroy this person. You're not thinking about the ramifications of that's what's real. gonna happen due to what's happening in society right. right now. I don't like the world we're living in. Me neither. And, like and culture was very different ten years ago. So the way we used to talk, the language we used to use, it was totally different. It was acceptable. But now, ten years later, they'll pull it up and say, "See, look what he is." What are we supposed to say now? Like, what entertainment is changing? Nobody. I mean, somebody got to be brave enough to just go, "Yo, f it." You know, sometimes it's like, yo, maybe, you know, you're not going to be on a network. But sometimes that's freedom to go, I got to say what I got to say. That's but now real. you are on a network, so I'm sure you're like, okay, I, like you said, I can't say nothing. Um, I can't when I'm on, when I'm, especially when I'm uh, representing the show. Mm -hmm. But when I'm on stage right. and I'm on my platform speaking about my troop, man, listen. You I, say that, but then as soon as you say something they don't like, <laughs> then guess what they're going to go after? NBC. I, I, I get <laughs> it. I get it. But if, and if those shows, and if, if 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 God has that in your plans for you to go in that direction, then you have to go that direction. That's and real. go, well, I got to find my truth this way. Sometimes a closed door opens up a thousand others. And sometimes, you know, you being a martyr in some kind of way to stand for something. If you if you fall for every, if you stand for nothing, you will fall for anything. That's right. And that, as, especially in what we all do. We have to have a voice. We have to be a voice to the people. There's people that's listening because they want to hear real shit. Nobody wants to hear homogenized bullshit and washed out thoughts and theories. The reason why people like this show is because there's three real people coming from three different points of view. Even, you know, if the day you become a nice guy, it's a wrap. The day you ain't trying to figure out, let me, how do I get on this nerve? Let me ask the questions that he's uncomfortable answering. That's the day that people go, yo, Charlemagne changed. That's real. And you just got to keep it real. And if, if, and, and if I'm going uh -huh. to fall on the sword that God gave me, I'm, ex you know, I have a certain sword and that's, that's my gift of seeing the world a certain way and talking about it and being free and being silly and not giving a fuck. And it's okay. If I have to start my own little network and do my own little thing, I got my social media. I'll just be the funny IG YouTube dude if I'm not good enough or right enough for a network. I do R-rated movies. I've been doing R-rated movies. Sometimes I do PG-13. But if I'm going to do a rated R movie and somebody's going to tell me, well, that joke is going to offend, well, then listen. We have to talk about what kind of movie we're doing here because maybe I don't want to do that movie. All right, we got more with Marlon Wayans when we come back. So don't move. It's the best of stuff. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Marlon Wayans in the building. Now, with all the drug use you see in Hollywood, how did your family stay so tight? You never hear no crazy stories about your family. A few things. One is we grew up in a neighborhood that drugs was there. We grew up right there in the projects on 16th Street and 9th Avenue. So you saw all the crackheads. I seen the crackheads. Yeah. I, we never looked at crackheads and was like, man, I want to be that when I, I want to be like that. <laughs> I, I want to I get ashy. I want to get yellow eyes. And I, and, and I want to just 
weird penises for crack money. That's what I want to do. That's not. I Marlon never looked at a crackhead and said, that's what I want to do. Marlon Wayne shames crackheads on the breakfast club. Offense out. Everybody's offended. He said, what? That bull not for five dollars. I'm at least six dollars to suck your. Um, so <laughs> you feeling it, huh? You y'all feeling the clamped of all this society uh, telling you, you can't it. say that, you can't say this. I hate it. Be be fearless. Period. Be fearless. You gotta be. People tune in to you for a reason. You are you for a reason. You gotta be authentic and let the world come to you. As it changes, you can shift. And but be you responsible. Don't change. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you be responsible. Yes. But at core, you gotta say what the hell you're saying. And the other thing is, my dad wasn't into drugs. My mom wasn't into drugs. We were loved by both my parents. They stayed around. We had great big brothers and great examples in Keenan, great examples in Damon. And that's what kept us out of trouble because I looked at Keenan and Damon, my mom and my dad, and I said, I wanna be like that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important what you were saying about how we do, um, we should be able to say whatever we want to say, be authentic, but at the same time, be accountable. So if you do say something, like you said, that's stupid, to be accountable for Stand by it and right. go, yo, I meant this, but don't be like, wah, 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 wah. Yeah, don't, don't backtrack. Don't rock a Trump. Yeah. Like, I, I said wouldn't, not would. <laughs> <laughs> what? And now you're the president. Yeah, man. <laughs> because, because what you said was real. It's like we're in a new territory, so we're discussing new things and exploring new things, and sometimes when you're having those conversations, they will be unrefined. Yes. And you're through my thoughts. And that's okay. Yeah. Listen, it prior has unrefined material. Every comedian has unrefined material. It starts out this way. My brother Damon stopped doing comedy because of the way society is. That breaks mm. my heart that mm. a comedian has to feel that way. Right. It's like, yo, we got to be able to go up there and express. And you know what hurt, hurts us? Social media. And as much Hell as I yeah. love social media, it hurts us. You know why? Because the experience now, you got all these bots out there that are manipulating people. These aren't even real accounts. They go and they, they here's their agenda, yep. and they go in there and they, oh, we're going to throw this out there, and we're going to throw this out. We're going to get you fired here because what they're trying to do is silence you. What they're trying to do is, is, is shift an agenda, and it's working. And we got to get off. We have to detach from social media. We got to go back to the way it used to be when you, you know, or you go to a, a show and not everybody taping your show. Right. I, I don't pull my phone out when the shows come because I want I want I want the experience. Right. I'm, I hate when people when people pull out their phone in my show. I I, I damn near want to stop. How do and you that's why it's great. A lot of comedians are making people put their phones away Yo, and put them in them pouches. Uh, you got to put them in the pouch. Yeah. Yeah. I got thrown out of the show for that. Yeah, he did. Kevin Hart <laughs> threw me out. Kevin got him the hell out of there. He threw you out? <laughs> Personally. I knew it was him. Yeah. He didn't give a damn. I was checking on my kid. And, like, and, like and when Envy like, says something like, to Kevin. You on the phone? They was like, get him out. I was like, I know Kevin. Like, no, get out. Get out and when Envy says something to Kevin, Kevin said, you don't, you don't know how to follow the rules? Yeah. Come <laughs> 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 right out. Oh. I mean, if they see you get thrown out, everybody knows it's serious. I would have gave you a warning. I'd be like, yo. Envy, you know better. My bad, my bad. But Envy would have got right back on his phone. That's no, the thing. No, nah, but if it's someone like this, you know, but, you know, I get it because <laughs> here's the thing. You don't know what people are going to say and the magic of the moment is important that it's pure. It makes you go, I want to be unemployed just so I can be free. That's real. Now, how do you deal with, you know, when, when you're doing a show and you're saying you're testing out stuff and it doesn't work? You see the video of Safari? Not well. Him getting booed yes, and uh, yeah, yeah. So, so he went the wrong way. Wait, was he freestyling that? No, that's no. His he song. was rapping his song, and they just started booing. You know, heard hunting on, hunting on this. Nah, on, but, but you can't be talking about how you, you know, you, yeah, I banged the baddest, bro. It's like, yo, 
especially up in Harlem. I would tell them, yo, what's your set? Nah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you going to nah, 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 they going to feel that nah, song. Nah, Nobody yeah. trying to hear that. <laughs> so how did you get out of that if you ever had to get out of that way? You know, you told the joke it wasn't too good, and, the, you know, you can hear the rumbling, like, Keep next moving. joke. Yeah, next joke. Next joke. And it's, or, I'm going, or, oh, all right, let me go deeper. I, I, they're listening. So now they're listening. Sometimes you go a little deeper and you make them laugh. You get that every show. Mm. You get it every show. Sometimes you say some stuff and women be like, oh, but then you'll hear the guys laugh. But then you got to go, all right, so women, women's a little offended. Guys are laughing. How do I connect to the women? Let me give their perspective of it. Ha! Gotcha. Like, you know, sometimes you talk about like certain things and it's hot button topics. But when you find a way to make it inclusive to everybody, you can't shame nobody. A, a joke is supposed to make everybody laugh if you can. Some people are going to be offended. If you're offended, walk the hell out my show. I ain't going to be like, hey, don't leave. Bye. I, you're not for me. Right. But, I, but I'm not that guy that sits around just cracking offensive jokes. I'm trying to be funny. Right. Now, I can't help but feel like maybe, maybe, maybe after watching Marlon, you and Angela in real life could get back together. I mean, everybody feel that way. Mom. Does she feel like that when she sees it? No. she. You know what's funny? No. <laughs> I, I watched that with my kids, and the beauty of that show is I, I, my kids, I watched it like there was an episode, uh, of my favorite episode, where the... Brisha was dating this guy. It was called Man Code, and she couldn't. Uh, Yvette couldn't. Didn't know he was cheating, and I knew he was cheating, but I couldn't tell she was he was cheating. And then we had the confrontation. And I watched my son watch me, and my daughter watched me, and their mom watched me, and they were laughing like they didn't know me. Right. And that for me was my favorite part of doing the show was watching the joy that they had. And they might, Angie just go, you so stupid. Like that one, Angie loves me. Mm -hmm. She just knows that, you know, I don't, I don't want to not love you. So let's not be together. Mm -hmm. I get that. I love you too. I love you too much to be with you, but I love you for life. And you don't need to worry about like, us being together. It's a, we are together. We're a family. And my kids only know us the way we are. Mm -hmm. So it would be weird for them if me and her just all of a sudden wound up th together. Love. Like, what, I'm a dad. <laughs> Do y'all vacation together and stuff? I saw yeah. a little vacation with his ex. Yeah, man. I, I just took Angie for a 50th. I rented a dope house in Punta Mita. I bought all her friends. Mm -hmm. I stayed the weekend. I, we hung out. We drank. We had a great time. And, you know, it was a 50th birthday. And I just said, I love you, and I think more people should mm -hmm. do that. Get off your high horse. It's about my family. Right. That's my family. That's not my baby mama. That's not my ex. That That is my family, <laughs> like a sister to me. We had children. My blood and her blood mixed. We will have grandchildren together. We are. We will have uh, generations together. So I love that woman. I'll love her always, and I think every man should, no matter what the situation. I don't care if she cheated. It's going to happen. So what you going to do? Not know your kids? Mm -hmm. right. You stupid. Grow up. Marlon comes to the birth club. He's funny. Funny, uh-huh. He's smart. Smart. And sweaty. Yeah, he's Every right. single time. <laughs> what you on? You on a lemon pepper diet? Why are you so skinny? <laughs> <laughs> lemon you on, pepper. He lost all his buff. Lemon what you got up for modeling? Nah, just leaning out, man. Why? You doodling a lot, dude. He, he started doodling. He ain't doodling for years. He had all this chest and, and he started it's doodling. All, it's all still there. I just want to lean out a little bit. That's all. My goodness. All right. It's Marlon Wayans. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's the Lemon Pepper Diet. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk. Monique. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. 
This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, Monique recently did an interview with KTLA, and she talks about a lot of different things, including Roseanne Barr, who she refers to as her sister in comedy. She doesn't want you to throw her away, even after her comments about Valerie Jarrett. Here's what she had to say. Roseanne Barr is my sister in comedy, and she's my universal sister. And what I won't do, Sam, is throw her away. We've all said and done things, baby, that we wish we could take back and swallow and say, oh, but when you're in the public eye, you can't. But to put the title of racist on her, I can only share my experience with Roseanne. I remember when I had the Monique show, and there were big, major black superstar talent that had white representatives. And they told their talent, that show was too black. But that woman, when we called, it wasn't a question. I don't understand how you're going to call out Netflix for racism and want us to cancel our subscriptions, but you don't want us to cancel Roseanne for being blatantly racist? All right, well, she goes on to try to explain her stance. And she said, Monique, I'm going to tell you right now, baby, they're going to consider you difficult. They're going to call you the B word because you're a woman who won't lay down and take that foolishness. So what I would ask is, yes, my sister made a mistake, and she said something that I know she wished she could take back. But what I would ask is that we don't throw her away. The consequence is what the consequence is. Mm -hmm. But I know what it is, Sam, to be thrown away based off of a lie. She didn't seem that sorry, Roseanne, when she made that apology and then she made fun of Valerie Jarrett's hair. No. I I mean, listen, Monique has every right to stand up for her friend, but you also have to admit that your friend is wrong. And just because a person does something good for you doesn't mean that they are good for you or a good person, okay? It was slave masters who treated their slaves good, but they were still slave owners. All right, now let's discuss Power. Did y'all watch Power last night? No, with Kendrick man, Lamar? I missed it. I, I didn't see it. I seen Kendrick's part, though. I watched it, actually. Um, I got back from L.A. last night, and I was watching that. State of Black America, I was on that yesterday, too, on TV One. But um, I was flipping between that, and I saw Power last night. Now, Kendrick Lamar plays a crackhead, and here's what he had to say when he sat down with Courtney Kemp the showrunner for Power, and discuss why he decided he wanted to do that role. What made you want to be on Power? It was something that's been in the works for a long time, just being a fan of the show. I got a call from 50, and he said, you wanted to be on the show. And I said, well, what do you want to play? Yeah. Do you remember what you said to me? Uh, drug abuser. <laughs> Laces, a hothead. He's just a character that I know. I know so well just growing up in Compton. You grow this type of love for him, you know, in a weird way. You know, you don't want to see nothing happen to him, but you know he's dangerous. And let me correct that. Courtney Kemp, the executive producer. Right. I didn't mean to say showrunner. But, um, yeah, so Kendrick... She's a showrunner, too. Right. We both, yeah. I want to give her that role, though. She's the executive producer. She's that's what show, showrunner right. is Powerful all of that, woman. though. All right, so, um, yeah, so that's what he had to say about why he wanted to play the role that he decided. He didn't want to just be a stereotypical what you might expect him to play, and he's actually working with Kanan. Kanan's got him doing some of his dirty work. If you missed it, here's a little piece of Kendrick on power. Like Jack, you got on Poppy. Carol High Leather, right? You know the neocortex is a phenomenon that supports the five senses of the brain. It's responsible for hiding the human senses within the last century. That's how I knew that was cowhide leather. I smelled it from when you walked around the corner. But well, f*** all that, Poppy. Look, I got these gift cards. Give them to you. They're cheap. Matter of fact, give them to you just for Lucy. I scratched some of the decorations off because I ain't like the way this look, but these are still good. He always sounds like he's rapping to me. For he does. <laughs> when I was watching it, I was like, it sounded like it could be a song. Salute to Kendrick. Drop on the clues bonds for Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. So necessary for the culture. 
All right. Now, Michelle Williams, we told you about her checking into a mental health facility, knowing that she needed to get it together. Well, and she said on Instagram, so many people are suffering, hurting, hopeless, lost, and don't see a way out, but there is. Well, she has now posted, thank you all so much for every message of love and support sent. My family, friends, and fiance have been awesome. Sitting here reflecting on the past two weeks, I had no plans of what I was going through being public. But now that it is, I have made an even bigger commitment to the mental health awareness area. So she said, depression sucks, but my faith in God and my commitment to doing the work to stay well is my way out. Now, according to reports, both Beyonce and Kelly Rowland immediately dropped everything they had going on when they heard about this, reached out to her for um, offer their support. And they were very sad to learn that she was struggling with depression and having such a hard time. So... Nice to have your friends supporting you, and it's great to see that Michelle is actually feeling better yeah. and thankful. You reached out to her, right, Charlamagne? Yes, I did. Salute to the homie, Tanitra, Michelle Williams. Mm-hmm. Just thought I was praying for her. That's all. That's she hit you back? Yeah. Okay. She said uh, she's, she, she's feeling all the love, and she can't wait to talk to people, can't wait to talk to people soon. Mm-hmm. All right. Kanye's father, Ray West, is battling cancer. According to TMZ, he's been diagnosed with prostate cancer. Originally, they had been saying it was stomach cancer, but it is prostate cancer. They said Kanye dropped everything to help his dad once he heard the news as well. He's being treated in L.A. He's responding well, so it looks like he's going to be okay. Good. So our prayers to Ray West. And I just want to give a shout-out to Pat McGrath. We did a story on here a couple of weeks ago about Pat McGrath. Actually, her company becoming a billion-dollar company. If you guys use her makeup, you know how difficult it is to get. It sells out immediately every time they have it in Sephora. And she, um, her assistant actually heard us talking about the billion dollar company that she's built from the ground up so um shout out to pat mcgrath because she shouted us out yeah, yeah she sent up some boxes on yeah, drop on the clues bombs with pat mcgrath okay because my wife is very excited that uh pat mcgrath sent some products up here i didn't even tell my wife Black i'm surprised woman, when i get way. home she said like I, I love pat she still puts makeup on with her fingers i don't know <laughs> what that means what's that mean and she doesn't she, use like brushes she, she uses, uses her fingers, fingers. that's okay. what it means all right I never know uh, what's Contrary better, to popular belief, I don't, I don't know anything about wearing makeup. Yeah, okay? you do. You definitely yes, do. Yes, you do. I know y'all see this flawless skin courtesy of Dr. Natasha Sandy. He ain't got no makeup on today. He it looks like he uses blush. the beauty blender. The beauty blender? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Does I he, appreciate it. Is it called contouring? Is he, does he usually contour? Well, now you can try some Pat McGrath products, Charlamagne. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, mm-hmm. and that's your rumor report. Thank you, Missy. Charlamagne! Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, I need Dak Prescott to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word mm. with him. Oh. Giving it to cowboy? one of your own. Giving it to a cowboy, huh? Yes. Oh, I can't wait for this. All right. We'll give it to that cowboy. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlamagne, say the gang donkey of the day. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Yeah, it's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Yes, donkey of the day for Monday, July 30th. Goes to the quarterback of my favorite sports team of all time, Dak Prescott. Uh, I am a Dallas Cowboy diehard. Uh, I get it from my father. My father has several Dallas Cowboys tats on his body. One he has had since 1996. And that tattoo says Dallas Cowboys, six-time Super Bowl champions. Yes, you heard me right. Six-time Super Bowl champions. But if you know sports and you know the Dallas Cowboys franchise has only won five Super Bowls. <laughs> he was okay. anticipating. All right. Uh, 1972, 1978, 1993, 1994, and 1996. So, yes, my father has a tat that says Dallas Cowboys, six-time Super Bowl champions. And like the rest of us Cowboys fans, we are waiting on that six ring. But even then, the tat doesn't make any sense because what if they win what more than six Super Bowls? What if they won more, yeah. Bowls, right. you know? 
Anyway, I'm saying all that to say how deep my my Dallas Cowboy fandom is, not to mention my father tased the Marine on 9-11 at MetLife Stadium when the Cowboys played the Jets back in 2011. <laughs> but that's another story. You Got can, arrested? You, you can Google it, yeah. Uh, you get it, though. If you know me, you know I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, but that doesn't even matter because uh, I, in good conscience, can't watch the NFL this year. I'm cool on the NFL because of the new NFL policy that will allow teams to be fined if players kneel during the national anthem. Yes, the NFL announced that all players who are on the field when the national anthem is heard before a game must stand or they can choose to remain in the locker room without penalty. I personally think this is a violation of players' constitutional rights to protest. And it's a violation of terms agreed upon in the collective bargaining agreement. And I will never understand how people get mad at players kneeling but show absolutely zero emotion towards what they are actually kneeling for. Okay, don't get mad at play, players kneeling to protest police brutality. Get mad at actual police brutality. Now, here comes my Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, master of the Cowboys, said that all Dallas players will stand for the national anthem and even said they wouldn't be afforded the alternative of staying in the locker room. So Master Jones is saying his boys don't have any rights, period. Well, Dak Prescott was asked about his massive statements and where he stands with the NFL's new kneeling policy, and he had this to say. I don't necessarily listen to it. It has no effect to me because I do exactly what I'm doing and what I've said and what I stand by, whether I was wearing the star or not, whether I was playing for Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, or any other owner. I believe in what I believe in, and that's that. I never protest during the anthem, and I don't think that's the time or the venue to do so. Uh, the game of football has always brought me such a peace, and I think it does the same for a lot of people. A lot of people playing the game, a lot of people watching the game, a lot of people that have any impact of the game. So when you bring such a controversy uh, to the to the stadium, to the field, to the game, uh, it takes away. It takes away from that. It takes away from the joy and to the, the love that football brings a lot of people. And so for me, I'm all about making a change, making a difference. Um, and I think this whole kneeling and all that was all about just raising awareness and the fact that we're still talking about social injustice years later. I think we've got to that point. I think we've proved. Now oh, you hear that teacup going. Somebody got to flash him with mm. the camera phone. Dak Prescott, you got to shut the F up forever. You can't say you all about making change and making a difference, but you won't even take a knee for possible change. Like, taking a knee is literally the least you can do when it comes to raising awareness against police brutality. And you are against that? Dak, they're taking away your constitutional rights to protest, and you're just okay with that? I will never understand people who go against their own interests. You are cutting your nose off to spite your face. You are choosing to side with the oppressor instead of taking a knee for the oppressed. Dak, you are taking a knee for the injustice that people who look just like you face in this country. Okay, at the hands of the police, the liberation of others should never be compromised simply because you're getting a check. Now, Dak did say later he respects the decision of the players who do protest, but added that he's more about action as opposed to silent protest. Well, Dak, even if you have a, another method to protest police brutality, don't speak out against the kneeling. You got those cameras in front of you. You're talking to all of America. You got to use that opportunity to explain to all the folks that think players are being unpatriotic and disrespecting the military. You use that opportunity to explain why the protests are actually happening, okay? If you know why players are protesting, if you know why they are kneeling, and if you are against police brutality and you want the best for black and brown people, don't speak out against the protests, okay? You know why? Because they're going to use you as an example to say, see, this black NFL player doesn't think the protests are right, which is essentially saying this black NFL player doesn't think America polices black and brown people too harshly. Dak, it would be nice if you was with us, but if you're not with us, don't be against us. Please let Remy Ma give Dak Prescott the biggest hee-haw. 
Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid motherfucker. Are you dumb? It's real simple. Just don't say nothing. I'm with you. Let's be quiet. All right. So that's not your favorite quarterback anymore? He's never been my favorite quarterback. I don't have a favorite quarterback. I have a favorite football team, which is the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Cowgirls. Shut up. All right. I actually met him in the Bahamas, and I sent you a picture of us. We seen the picture. Yeah. I did see that. (laughs) Did he mention me? Uh, Wait, did you say, did he mention me? Did he say anything? (laughs) You are a bird. Did he mention me? No, he he didn't mention you. This guy's a bird. All right, thank you for that donkey today. When we come back, Nori will be here. We'll kick it with Nori. He has an album out right now, 5E, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Did he mention me? The Breakfast Club. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. N-O-5-E. Yeah. I'm just smiling for no reason. Nori. It's a beautiful day, man. It's a beautiful day. I Nori. shut the city down last night. I'm still recovering from that. I'm not going to lie. I don't think New York City had nothing to do yesterday. Can you take the air pieces out your ear? Oh, I got air pieces? I didn't even know that. Thank you. Thank you, man. I did. I had no idea, man. <laughs> Word, but, um, What's going on? That's how you know you, know, you used to have them because you keep them in yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, man. But um, I want to say we had Nas out yesterday, mm-hmm. and Nas stayed. It wasn't like he, he was just, there for a long time. He stayed. Mm-hmm. Like he oh, was we getting had bottles of Hennessy. Must have been I, I ain't gonna yeah. lie. I ain't gonna lie. I was charging everything to Nas at one point. I was like, yo, you got the what's that that deal you just had? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, yo, come on, man, let's just get over it. This seems like your mo, Nori. Yeah, yeah. No, it was dope. Um, <laughs> so Nas came out. Let me mm-hmm. pick up everybody. A Z, Raekwon. Uh, Buster Rhymes, Fat Joe, Fabulous. Um, See Mano there. Mano, mm-hmm. Uncle Murda. So I, I, I Angela, think, Yee. Angela Yee. Um, Angela Yee. I don't think New York City had anything to do yesterday. Capone was there. I seen Capone. Um, yeah, man, I, I, we turned it out, man. I, I can't believe, you know, 20 years later, I can still get that amount of love. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, and not, not only the love, the respect. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. people were, were definitely coming over there, walking up to me, you know, saying their appreciation because honestly you know 20 years in the game most of us is washed you know what i'm saying yeah. most of us <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. for real most of us is washed or you know what i'm saying doing ups commercials or, you Which know, ain't a bad thing, though. You make a lot of money doing a UPS no, commercial. You know what I mean. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yo, like, you know what? I met a guy yesterday who wrote Walmart slogan. That's hard. And he's a multimillionaire. That's hard. Yes. You know, Pusha T wrote um the McDonald's joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. He, he, now he got some Subway shit. We, yo, we I'm talking about the slogan though. Always, not always low prices. What's their new slogan mm. now? Whatever the new slogan, slogan is. I don't know. Is. It's been for years though. Oh, I don't even know how much money you get off of that. Like just the slogan. It, it, That's hard. forever. <laughs> That's hard. But um, yeah. So that I, was probably the best party I've been to. Like you know. I, I, and let me I tell you, I had every that, intention yeah. of going in there for like I said, I'm gonna come 20 minutes. Say, yeah. say what's up to Nori, even though he didn't invite me. Well, no, I'm I invited. A, I invited one of y'all too. Invite me. Yeah, I expected. That's how I do it. Once one of y'all hit me, I will look. Charles, one person. That's one of us. <laughs> one of the, you know what I'm, I'm sorry. So once when you confirmed, and I'll, go, I'll confirm with him, but you didn't kind of confirm. I didn't confirm. So I, was, I didn't you go. So I mean, you was The person you busy. didn't invite showed up. <laughs> well, where, yo, but, but you know what, Angela? You, I forgot you, it was last night. She's really like my sister. So, like, honestly, you're invited to everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you don't ha- you don't need a personal invite. You know what I mean? None of y'all do. You know what I mean? Um, Y'all was interviewing me at times where it was shaky out here. It was shaky out here. You know what I mean? And I came up here and I did my thing, and it, it, and it birthed something else. But um, for me to come back to music, uh, Master Pill Records, I want to big them up. I forgot what it felt like to be on a record label. Is that Nas' label? That's Nas' label. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's okay. Nas' label. He so. invested in Master Pill. Yeah. Well, I think he's like, like it's his thing. Yeah, I think yeah. it's his. Like w- w- along with them, but um. 
He and you know once so he, he signed the Nas. That's, if, if you want to put it like that, yeah, oh, wow. I ain't mad. I ain't no, mad no, at no, that. No, I mean, that, that's actually dope. That's actually dope. T- ten years ago, everybody been like, "Wow, yeah, Nori yeah. signed the Nas." Uh-huh. Y'all had a little issue, a little of friction. Course, that's but, what I said yeah. when I seen you standing. Yeah. I said, "Look at this. I love this. Queens yeah. is right here together." And we don't, we don't not, we don't like act like that issue didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, we address it. You know right, what I'm saying? That's right. what brothers do. Like you can't act like that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it happened, but we happy now. Like you know what I'm saying? I, I love to see where he's at. Um, Google that kid. I, I, I love. Nas never been in a fist fight in his life. But I'm dead serious. I will pound Nas out. I'm from Queens. And Nas has never had a fist fight in his life. Look, look young kids, you know, look look what you can go through right. and then realize that that's your brother. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, y'all go through things and, you know what I'm saying? If, 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 you know, it's, it's just that's just how you have to handle things as a man. You know what I'm saying? As a man, if you never had an argument with a person, you never had a disagreement with a person, and you know him for 20 years, that guy's not your friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day, like, me and Capone fight like cats and dogs <laughs> because I know that's my brother. So why did you sign to, to Mass Appeal? Why did you stay the independent route in the way that you were going? Well, I am independent still they gave me exactly what I wanted I still wanted to own my music I wanted uh, like uh, out of all out of everything I get I have a account that I'm setting up that's just for my kids you know just in case anything and it's all music so I want all, all, I don't want to ever touch my music money mm-hmm. I, I, I'm doing okay in every other area so I want to set up an account where just music and so what happened was I got approached by Mass Appeal. Um, we, we we made a, a three-song deal. So that's the reason why you see uh, Uno Mas had mm-hmm. came out. Well, it, Uno Mas was part of the three-song deal. Right. Uno Mas did great. It did great for what they was expecting. They said Uno Mas. So they said, yeah. <laughs> they said, yo, f- the three-song deal. Let's do a whole album. Mm-hmm. And I was opposed to it at first because I was like, I don't really got time. And then Pusha T dropped that album. I went straight to the studio. Like, I was so inspired because how good Pusha sounded, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I went and I just gave a whole album, but that's what they wanted. And, and you said, how did I sign to them or, or, or why? Why? He said, why? Well, why was because it just made total sense. Like, I was over there doing business with Revolt TV, big up Revolt TV, uh, with, with Diddy. I was in the works of doing something with Jay at the time. And I was like, to have my music, to be with Nas over here, that's just, because I don't need to be with Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to be with, uh, what's the guy, uh, Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z is our Bill Gates. Right. Nas is our Warren Buffett. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Diddy is our the guy from Mexico. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you, know, he, 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 you know, so yeah. what I'm saying is, if I could get in these guys' pockets, and I don't mean that in a bad way, I mean that in like, yo, you know, I'm talented, I'm creative, I would rather do business with my kind. Right. You know what I'm saying? I would rather, I got Puff's number. You know what I'm saying? I can hit Nas. You know what I'm saying? I can hit... Hope hits me. I yeah. I still hit him, and I'll be like, yo, man, watch them helmets. You know what I'm saying? Because you know them helmets, and you know, and he likes that. Because yeah, 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 yeah. like, he, you the coolest you know guy. That? You the coolest guy in the world under that helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. helmet. You the coolest guy in the world. I didn't see what the problem was with the helmet, though. I'm Safety first. first. No, no, no. Safety no, first. No, no. first, man. Now you the king of Brooklyn, man. You got to think about hey, it. Beyonce right. had a helmet on, then you might be that guy. But Beyonce didn't Beyonce have a helmet on. Beyonce didn't have a helmet on. That's the only part. Like that's my Beyonce got all the hair, though. That's like her helmet. Now he could have told the Coast Guard. I'm home. <laughs> you know, and, and look at he, he got here now. He got here now. So that was it. But, but I did that. I told him that last year. But you know what I'm saying? I like the fact that I could we can speak. We right. have to start supporting our culture and the thing. That's what we gotta do more. Like if Charlemagne had a clothesline, I would wear that every day. If Envy had a watch line, I would wear that. You know what I'm saying? The thing about it is we don't do that because we think that we we're, we're 
where this guy's a whatever, whatever. And we don't just do that in our culture. Me, I want to support that. You know, revolt might be whatever, but guess what? I'm a ride with revolt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, 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 it might be whatever. I mean, the court might be whatever. We all are works in progress. No, you know what I mean. Revolt might be whatever. Because you know why? You know why? You know, let, me, let me clarify myself. A lot of people, when you say revolt, they be like, yo, what channel is that on? Right, like, I you don't know, have what revolt. Is, I don't have revolt. Right. So that's what I'm saying by whatever. A lot of people don't. Like I, I be feeling like I'm the only guy like with the, with the revolt flag. I feel like I promote revolt sometimes more than Diddy. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? So so we all do. Oh, oh, <laughs> got all quit. Uh, <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, we all gotta support the culture, man. Like you know what I'm saying? Go get a Steve Harvey suit, man. You know what I'm saying? Like go get a well, Steve Harvey suit. Yo, for real. Like I mean, like we gotta support our you culture. You can't get a Steve Harvey suit. Yeah, you can't. Have you ever met Steve I Harvey? I said you can. I've never met Steve you, Harvey. You re you reference Steve Harvey so much. That's why I ask if you ever uh -oh. met him. He's trying to get a bunch of Steve Harvey. Yeah, nah, I never met. You know what? I never even thought about that. All right, we got more with Nori when we come back. Let's get into his joint. Don't know. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Friend to the room and, uh, I would say maybe the fourth member of the Breakfast Club, Noriega's in the building. It's so funny that Nori like the coolest person, but you had issues with everybody at some point. Everybody. Like oh, what the damn, hell? Damn, I ain't looking at it like that. Angie. At some point, <laughs> Nori did? had an issue with everybody. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Nori's you know what? But you were mad. I'm a Virgo, and I wasn't mad. He's like, petty with everything. I, I didn't know it was you. Never mind. Huh? Yeah. Then please. Nah, nah. Just, never mind. It might have been you. The way you just went the back of your head, I didn't think it was good. I heard a story. It was a shooting outside a radio station. I didn't know it was actually you shooting. No. No, it was not what me. I was not there. Yeah. No, I was not Why there. Let's be I clear. I heard that on the podcast. No, the no. son is in the room. Yeah, yeah, Goodness yeah. gracious, no, my son knows what's going on. <laughs> That's the son of a shooter over there. Okay? <laughs> the son of a shooter. <laughs> no, but actually, actually, to tell you the truth, miss tape title if you ever rap. Yeah. Son of a shooter. <laughs> <laughs> he probably do rap. Um, but, uh... <laughs> I actually wasn't there. I was on my way. I got a rhyme. I said I wasn't there, but if I was, it'd be a lot more guns going off than it was. Gotcha. But they can't. Um, they can't send me to jail for he that. He wasn't there. That yeah, I wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I really wasn't. Um, they banned me from every radio station. Uh, this is the time I do have a good story for Russell Simmons because Russell actually came to my savior. Like he came to the. Uh, remember this? What this station didn't exist at that time. Right. They were. They was actually building this station, and Russell came and was like, "Yo, you can't," because they. I had an album drop in that, like, that or that week, and I had a record called Grimy, which was about to be number one. Classic. Yeah, and is. they pulled it from every radio station. Wow. Every radio station. So I went from be, about to be number one to, like, number nothing, right? <laughs> and then, you know, Def Jam starts to suffer because they're like, yo, we, we got to get our money back from them. So uh, Russell came, and he um he actually got me off of that. They told <laughs> him that uh, uh, you can't accuse him for, for something that he was supposed to do. You know, Fat, Fat Joe was here this week and he was talking yes. about how he uh, had to attack DJs and PDs sometime for not playing his song. Have, have yeah. you ever, has that yeah. ever happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Um, I mean, honestly... Fat Joe said he slammed the program director. Yeah, I time. definitely didn't do that. I saw, I saw that interview. I was <laughs> Fat like, Joe was wild. Back <laughs> then. Fat Joe, this is a gentle <laughs> giant. Fat listen, Joe. Listen, wild. Joe was wild. Nori was wild. But I didn't... You know what? I never had to go that far because I, Joe had artists. I was always a person that if you met me, you kind of like me. If you don't meet me you and you judge me off of what you heard, you will never mess with me. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if you actually meet me, you'll be like, oh, shit, this guy eat kale chips. You know what I'm saying? This, you know what I mean? This guy is cool. Like, if you, you know what I'm saying? Like, he eats ginger. He likes ginger and shit like that. Like, so if you meet me, it's it's thrown out the window. But, and I didn't have to do, I didn't have to go as far as Joe because he had pun, he had Remy Ma, he had all these other artists, so he had to go for. But I, I just hate, I hate, like, you know, 
Like, I hate having to call a DJ. Like, to tell you the truth, like, um, I kind of, I feel like I earned my right 20 years in this game. Uh, I didn't snitch. I didn't fold. I didn't ask anybody for money. I didn't, you know, I, I did what I had to do. I stayed an honorable person. So if I drop an album after 20 years, why do I really got to call you? Like, mm. listen to the album. Find one you like. You don't got to play the single. Find one you like and support an OG. Right. You know what I'm saying? The OG going to be all right regardless. All right. But if I don't need you and you don't need me and we get together, that's a, that's a force to be making with. Because you could, you straight without me and I'm straight without you. But together, we making something crazy. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah. let's talk about some viral moments. Okay, I'm in. I'm on in. On Drink Champs. On Drink Champs. Okay, well, Faith right now? Yes. Oh, I ain't going to lie. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for he wasn't ready. Well, that's for that. what Faith said. She ate big ass. All right, listen. That's wow. not the way it went down. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm not gonna lie. I have that, Faith. I that, like I'm that. not gonna lie. Faith is a fun interview. Wow. I had her on lip Yo, service, listen. and she made is, you ask that one. Wow. Nori nasty. Nori <laughs> said. <laughs> Nori just the big eat ass. <laughs> Yo, listen. Yo, what kind of Yo, listen. All right, all right, all right. Listen, I listen to big records. Right. He be uh-huh. saying some nasty right. shit. He does. Right. Drink chaps, we known for asking people, do you eat ass, right? right. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at Y'all Faith. Y'all got some ass eaters on the we show. We got Eddie the ass eater right, on the right, show. Right, right. So I'm looking at Faith, and she's just so, like, she's so open. Mm-hmm. That I, I said, I think I can get away with this that one, right? right? I look, I said, I think I can get away shot with this shot. one. So I looked, I said, yo, I hate to ask this. And she goes, Okay, what is it? But I said it's a famous question on Drink Champs. C's, if you look at C's, he puts his head down. He, knew he, he already knows what's going on. C's been on Drink Champs three or four times. So he puts his head down. And I, I'm scared. And I'm like, I just need to know. Did Big eat ass? And she said, He ate my ass. And shit, a couple times I ate his. I was not ready. Like, I was not ready. I love faith. That's said, real. Because I pictured it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, this is real. And um, I seen a very disrespectful meme. They had Big bent over with Faith behind. Oh. I'm like, yo, come on, man. Oh. Yo, you know what? Stop it. Knock it off. But what uh, sucked uh, is that she got married right when that came out. The, the week of. That, yeah. She made us go super viral. I was like, damn, Faith, thank you. Like, <laughs> now, Nori, yeah. what if she would ask you? What? Do I eat ass? Yeah. I, I don't yes. Um, I'm infatuated. You sound like you lied just yeah, now. Yeah, I definitely lied. I'm like, that's not my preference, but I'm, I'm infatuated with asking the question. But um, yeah, we got this album out. Five, five E. Oh, okay, um, you wrapping yourself up. I mean, I, you know, I'll stay forever. Okay, Nori, okay, 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 you wrap yourself up. Hey, someone wants a clout. Come over here, babe. Come over here. Mary, because she was like, your wife still doing that thing? What? Wait a minute, that didn't sound right. Well, that's crazy. That's crazy. I see you explain me wife so. the other day. You out of control, no, man. He called my wife. Oh, yeah, my bad. Is she still wife. doing what thing? I thought you were doing a TV show or something. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. We was going to do the like the answer to love and hip hop. Okay, okay gotcha, gotcha. That's what we was going to do. We, we still doing it with like Jim Jones, Fat Joe. Like, people I really go out to mm-hmm. dinner and lunch with and things mm-hmm. like that. But that's my wife right there, Nary and Nori. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be. Hey. You know what I'm saying? This is Nassim. Come on, Nassim. Loosen up. Nassim looks like a shooter. Yeah. Oh. I just want to say, um, I lost my friend to gun violence. Rest in peace, Ruga. That that was real what my son just said, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So we, we got to protect our, our children, and our children got to protect their, their their brothers and their youth. But again, yo, thank y'all for having me. 5E, 5E is out yes, right sir. now. If people don't know what 5E is, that was my apartment that I lived in and, and left Rack City, 97-3057 Avenue, when I was broke. So when my hunger that I started to do, when I started to write this, 
I was I wasn't that hungry since five E. So that's the reason why I said I ain't gonna go back to five E, but men- mentally I will. You okay. know what I'm saying? So this is what it is. You it's, are a Fat Joe was five E. Fat Joe was five E. Right. Hove was five E. Yo, you know Hove texted me and said he was five C. So I, I stopped oh, promoting right. it. I stopped promoting it. <laughs> Hove definitely. I, that's how I know Hove watches everything too. Because I didn't. He just out the blue was like, he's like, you know, between me and you, I'm actually from five C. And I said, but and Nas told me yesterday he's from five D. Wow, so, so so imagine we were all in the same building. On the fifth floor, different the, apartments. Nas, Fat Joe, Nori, and Jay. And Jay. Holy moly guacamole. <laughs> Listen, man, my album is out, man. 5E, go get it, man. The supporter OG, a person that stayed in this game 20 years, stayed down, yes, did what he had to do. My lovely wife, my son here. We're out here. This is my promo team right now. You know, usually <laughs> I'm out here with, with, with guns and shooters. This is not just going on. We right. are we are grown up right now. And on the run eating season two coming oh, soon. Oh, on the run season two coming soon. Yeah, so look out for that, too. Congrats yes, to sir. Yes, yeah. Wait, no, before you go, oh, okay. can you wrap us up? Okay, definitely, man. Well, um, you know, this is the Breakfast Club in the morning. The DJ in, <laughs> Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. You know, wake up in the morning, get the crust out your eye, and get a bagel. Let's go. Let's get, just do what we got to do. That's what we got to do. Around the corner from the percolator, keep the percolator, percolator, on the fire hydrant that equals water. Just figure smell that. Walk it down. The Breakfast Club, good morning. The Breakfast Club. MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Glad Club. Glad y'all are boot up. Happy Monday. Yes. Oh, we will be in a minute. Just and happy a birthday to um, my girl Paris. It was her birthday yesterday, Paris, who works with me. Really? Happy, yeah, her birthday was yesterday. Drop on the clues, Bob. Happy birthday, Don't Paris. Don't say it. Don't say it. I remember, saw <laughs> remember that one time in the whole thing? Don't say it. I just <laughs> no. said it's her birthday yesterday. Relax. I saw her last week. I said, Paris. I said, and it's so funny. I just came out the bathroom when I saw her. And I said, Paris, I just did a number two that you would be proud of. Well, you got to explain the story because people no, are like, what the don't. hell's going on? Yeah, Let her live, man. So bad one time, yo. Okay, leave. Like, she I hates mean, when y'all bring this up. I had up. to call the hotel people to be like, look, it is a really messy situation <laughs> in the hotel room. They needed like three anyway, people Anyway, that's that. enough, and y'all. Then, Paris works with me. If you want to say happy birthday, go on her page, Paris and Guy, and put the doo-doo emoji with the a, party, emoji. And a party hat. <laughs> one last thing. When I called the, the people downstairs, uh-huh. just to make, I had to call them a second time, they was like, Oh, we just came from up there. Oh, disgusting. Oh, I'm a mess. <laughs> Shout out to Paris. Happy birthday. Whole, Paris. She, she really did flood it until the whole bathroom was wet. Give a little, mm-hmm. give a little fart. Give wet. a little ass gas. Come wet. on. We got to find it. We'll, we'll, we'll wait for it. We'll wait for it. Little ass gas for Paris. We ass gas. Tell her happy birthday until we get this off. She hates when you tell the story. Uh, we got it. Uh, happy born day, Paris. There you go. Happy, happy born day. day. Now, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk. La, la. <laughs> This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, there were some pictures of Lala and Drake out together. There was some speculation. Were they on a date? What's going on? They were in New Orleans. Turns out that she is going to be playing Kiki in Drake's In My Feelings video. So there you have it. Kiki. Lala is going to be playing that role. I can't see Lala playing a Kiki. She's a Lala. It makes sense. But she's probably just going to be in the video. We don't yeah, know what she's, she's doing. We don't yeah, know she's exactly play, what she's, she's doing. She's not going to play Kiki. But, Maybe but, she is playing Kiki. But you got to watch Drake, We don't know. Drake's you never Nikki. know. Drake's, what about all the other women Drake's he named Nikki. on that song? What about him? Like, they don't get no love, huh? This we don't know. Kiki. We haven't seen well, the video Well, Shiggy need to do a dance for them, then. And then they can get some love. Who, who else he named on that song? Kiki. Who are the names? He only he only dances to Kiki. No, he did four. It's four of them. four women. Four women. I don't remember their names. We just remember Kiki's name. I want to prove Bond for Lala. 
Lala still got it. All right, I'm excited for this. Lena Waithe is going to be executive producing a horror anthology. It's called Them. Now, that is something I'm interested in. You know horror is my favorite genre. I was on the plane going to L.A. over the weekend watching horror movies. That's what I do when I'm on the plane. Mm. And I've seen, like, every single horror movie that they have on demand on the flights. I bet, but, you, I bet you won't watch no movie about a plane crashing while you're on a plane. Yes, I will. Final oh. Destination. Uh, Not me. Absolutely. Anyway, I just was watching um, what was Happy Death Day. So it's called Them, and it's going to be for Amazon. So congratulations to her. Salute to Lena. I want to be in a horror movie. I think that would be so exciting. Um, and, you know, Lena Waithe got a lot going on. She did a new deal with Showtime last week, where she'll be creating and developing comedy and drama projects as well. That's dope. And the shy is coming back. All right, now Cardi B has announced she has some upcoming projects. She was on Instagram Live. And even though she's not doing that Bruno Mars 24-karat magic tour, she's going to stay home with her baby. She still has new music and new videos coming out. Here's what she revealed on Instagram Live. I did the Ring music video with Kehlani a couple of months ago when I was like five months pregnant. So I might put it out, I don't know, like the beginning of August or like the end of August. But, you know, I'm going to put it out. And like I said, I did features with artists. I don't know when they're going to put their music out. I'm going to have a project coming out in the fall. We've been having intense discussions behind the scenes about Cardi B and should she have bought or leased her car. Mm -hmm. uh, me, personally, I'm just trying to figure out what she bought for $64 at Waffle House and does she know we boycotting Waffle yes, House? Yes, why are we going to Waffle <laughs> House? That's the bigger question. <laughs> I love the high-low shopping. She might, she might not have known. And if you don't know what we're talking about, she posted her Wells Fargo statement where she took a half a million dollars out to buy the car, but she spent $64 at Waffle House. She needs to know we boycotting Waffle House, though. All right, well, there you have it, though. New music from Cardi B coming out soon. All right, now, Takashi 6 9 was on with Angie Martinez, and he talks about a lot of different things. It was a really interesting interview. He talked about the whole situation, jumping out of a moving car to get away from the kidnappers. He talks about selling drugs. He talks about Rikers Island. He talks about his father passing away. Here's what he said. I don't have no real family. Wow. So Were you there when it happened? Because I know that I read... It was a block away. It was a block away. Yeah, and I was there. Like I got, like, I got to see him, mm -hmm. and it was just like, yo, your dad is on the floor. Like, it was broad day. And you're... 13, you said? I was 13. Like, I type hate myself for that because, like, an hour before that, like, my dad asked me to go to the supermarket with him. I was like, no, I don't want to go. Just go. Never came back. Mm. Now, he also talks about being at the Breakfast Club. And I just want to give a disclaimer before we play this. I didn't believe that we bashed him up here, but he believes we did. Here's what he said. When I did the interview with, with Charlemagne, mm -hmm. what's the girl's name? Angela and Envy. Angela and... and Envy. And mm -hmm. Envy, right? Look look how look look how cruel this is, right? We have three grown adults mm -hmm. that's supposed to be leaders of our community, right? And I understand it's all about ratings, right? And I understand it's all about what's the most controversial, what's the most viral, what's gonna pop. But being three adults bashing a kid That kid's a liar. Six nine. Six nine. <laughs> no, six nine, he's six, a liar. Nine. He's he's, six, he's, he's six, I can't believe anything he says. Six, nine. So telling somebody that if they don't change their lifestyle and if they don't stop inviting beef, they're gonna end up in jail or dead is bashing them now. Tell them to stop. It's telling them to cut it out. Tell like them to not, fix not up. once did we bash six nine. We he's didn't a talk liar. about your hair. I can't believe nothing. It. Like none of that. Like, who stop said it. we were adults? I'm an adult. I'm 40. I don't uh -huh. know about y'all. Y'all can keep acting I'm, like I'm, a, I'm an adult. Too, I'm but a father and a husband. Now. But I can't I believe, I can't believe anything man. he says because he is a liar. I did enjoy his interview with Angie Martin. He's a liar. Though. But we don't even know if he's talking the truth. It, it's entertaining. Though. I didn't feel like he was. we were bashing him. We though. didn't bash him. We did bash 6 9 in the least bit. That interview got like 13 million views. Y'all all saw it for yourself. Y'all know good and well we did not bash Personally, 6 9 Personally, I felt like he was bashing us. 
No. no I'm, bashing, ki- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, just was trying, <laughs> I'm kidding. I, just, I was simply trying to tell 6ix9ine that if he doesn't change his ways, he's going to end up in jail or he's going to end up dead. Or robbed. And, and, or robbed. And we saw what just happened. He talked about that in the interview, too. He was like, damn, would I get donkey today if I die? Yes. <laughs> like, That's right. not what you should and be worried he said, about. And he also said, I can hear Charlamagne telling me I told you so. Yeah. 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 So I all right. Not, that's not bashing you, my Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Yee. Chala, uh, Revolt, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Let's go!